And then I started, I started seeing a couple things that have been on the front burner in my life a lot lately. A lot of these things that the Lord was dealing with me about praying for this, this young lady, I have been hearing this, these terms that I was speaking out as I was praying for her over and over and over again. I kept saying, well, man, I've, been, I've been hearing that lately, and I've been seeing other people dealing with that lately, and, and I've been experiencing that lately. Uh, and, 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 and so that's when you know, I, I, the Lord directed me to minister this way this morning. And it has to do with injuries of the past. In, in Isaiah chapter 43, verse number 16, this is a little bit different than what you're going to have 18 and 19 on the screen because that's what we want to focus, but I want to put it in context for you. Thus says the Lord, Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the, in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not, and, and, and he says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals uh, and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink, now watch this, to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Now, this is why I want to talk about injuries of the past. Now, this scripture sets up, God's telling them here, remember not the former things, but look at what he's telling them not to remember. He's talking about when they crossed the Red Sea and he drowned the Egyptian army. Now, that's a pretty awesome thing God did for somebody. And he's saying, don't judge what I want to do in your future by what I've already done in your past. There's a lot of people hanging on to the past, good and bad. A lot of people hanging on to the good things in their past. Oh, I remember when we used to do it this way. I remember when we really had church like this. I remember the church I came from, we did it this way. Oh, back in the good old days, you know, Pentecostal people are like this. I grew up Pentecostal. Oh, back in the good old days, old ladies would get up and shout their hair down. And if you don't know what that means, they'd have their hairs up in pins and they'd all be up on top of their head and they'd get to running in place and shouting and they'd get going so much and their pins would be flying everywhere and their hair would all be hanging down and you could tell they were holiness because <laughs> they never cut their hair. And I'd hear people talk about, oh man, those were real moves of God. And I remember back in the 90s when the laughing movement was all over the place and, and uh, Rama was right in the middle of it, you know, and, and everybody, and then, and then when that started to die, everybody was like, oh, we need to have more of that. And, and, and I remember people that came up in the, in, the, in, the, in the Word of Faith camp in the 80s, oh, we need to have teaching like we had then because there was a real move of God for teaching faith and teaching the Bible. And the thing about it is, is you can't be moved by what God used to do and think that it's going to be okay right now. You got to look for what God's wanting to do right now. And guess what? The way they did it at your church beforehand doesn't hold water here. The way God did it in your church back where you came from doesn't hold water here. The way he did it when you as a teenager going to youth camp, that doesn't hold water now. The way you used to be able to read your Bible and get something out of it, that doesn't work today. It all has to be new, new, new all the time. Now this isn't in my notes. I'm going off script right now. I don't have a script this morning. I didn't even jot this down, though. Now listen to this, all right? If you 
limit God to just that, the way he used to do things, there's a whole new way that he's wanting to move in your life. I'm not just talking about on the earth. and, and I'm talking about in your life. There's a new way he wants to do something. And there's so many people that have lived almost their whole life and never experienced the new thing. Their whole life. Because, well, I, it has to be done like this. It has to be done like that. And this young lady in my vision, she had been injured by her past. Now let's talk about the, now listen, the good part, we all know we don't need to just, oh, God's got to do it that way, and, and that's the only way. Listen, let, let me tell you a story. Uh, one of my instructors in Bible school, Doc Horton, was, um, was one of the most powerful preachers I ever heard him preach in my life. He was a church of God. He was the general superintendent of the church of God back in the 50s. And I mean, when I say Pentecost, brother, he was Pentecost. I mean, he believed if you took your coat off while he was ministering, well, you better go repent afterwards. I mean, that's, that's how Pentecost we're talking, okay? And, we, and even in the, in the 90s, when I went to school uh, in the 90s, he still wore the old horn rim glasses and the big wide ties. I mean, we're talking <laughs> Pentecostal, you know, Sansa belt, double-knit polyester pants pulled up to here. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Now, that's the kind of guy, I, was a, I mean, he was a Pentecostal preacher, but he told a story in class one day about there was a move of God in a church. Now, this is an unusual move of God, but listen to this. It's a great story. The move of God was so powerful, and there's people just getting healed. I mean, people getting delivered, and all kinds of things were happening. And all of a sudden, this guy jumped up off the front row and ran down across the front and went up on the stage and came up across the stage and got right where the pulpit is and just jumped off the stage like a frog, literally like, like this. And landed. Now that seems weird and like out of, out of character and unusual. And revival broke out in that church from that guy doing that. Now, that was a legitimate move of God. So that was, service was so good that the next day they decided, now listen, I'm just going to put you all at rest right now. If anybody's ever wondered what the real Brent is like, you're getting it right now. This is real me. This is just the good old Pentecostal roots of mine. All right, this is it right here, okay, in case you've ever wondered. All right, now, I, I, I've been in services like that where people do unusual things, but the, the service was so good. Did anybody ever go to church when you had service so good they decided to have church again the next day? Just on the spare of the moment. Well, we'll be here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. All right. Well, they had that. They did that. So they did that. And so the service is going pretty good. And that guy got up, ran down the front, ran across, ran right up on stage and jumped off. Everybody shouted and hollered and glory. People got saved and, and stuff happened. Well, then the next night they decided the service was so good and people were getting saved and people were getting blessed and touched. We're going to have another service. So we're going to be here tomorrow night. Well, this thing ended up going about six weeks. Every night, packed house. What, no, oh, I got to work. People were calling off work to go to church. Y'all better catch that. Anyway, um, and so, so thing is, though, they started limiting the move of God to that. It was almost like we're all going to wait till brother so-and-so runs down the front, goes up on stage, and jumps off like a frog. It got so into the rut that they actually changed the name of the church to the church of the jumping frog <laughs> and it fizzled out and died and nobody's ever heard of it since 
You know why? Because people limited what God was doing to what he did. Now let's talk about the bad stuff. Talk about the good, let's talk about the bad. The bad, people go and get injured, do, have, have things happen to them all the time. People treat you bad. People, you know, mess your life over. People take you advantage of you. People have been abused. People had, I mean, horrible things happen. And in my vision, this young lady that I prayed for, she had been one of those. All right? And it's a, it's a horrible thing. I mean, I've had plenty of things happen to me. Jody and I first got married. <clears throat> I had a pastor that I really respected, uh, really had a good relationship with. She accused me of, of basically stiffing them for some money. And I had all the receipts and everything to prove, and I just laid it all out for them and just said, here you go. And, uh, and it was all proven. I was innocent. But that wasn't good enough for her, so she decided she was going to take it out on me, and so she really went after, us, went after both of us. Tried her best to get us thrown out of the ministry. You shouldn't even be preaching anymore. You know, and we had held meetings at her church, revival meetings, powerful we we'd been guest speakers up there and and just wonderful times all right uh and and she just decided i, I don't like you no more <laughs> and so she really did her best character assassination attempt on us her very best now some some of you might have stories like that somebody's tried to do something to you and if you haven't just hang around for a while it'll happen <laughs> You younger folks, maybe you just broke up with somebody or something and that broke your heart. Get ready because the real one's coming. <laughs> a real heartbreak one day is going to happen. Not that you're not going, what you're going through isn't painful. I get it. But I'm talking about when somebody tries to really ruin who you are. Somebody, those things happen. They do. They try. You know, other people gone through messy divorces and horrible things and the spouse has done everything but, and maybe even tried to kill them. Horrible, terrible things. It happens. It does. And these are the things that we actually look at. Now, watch this. We look at that and we go, okay, I just need to get to a place where I can function again. Where I don't wake up in the morning and I don't cry no more. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. When I get up in the morning and, I, and I'm not hurting anymore. When, I'm, when I get up in the morning and that's not all I think about all the time. Y'all know what I mean? We actually, watch this, we actually mistake of the getting able to do those things with us being healed and okay and we aren't because there's a secret side to injuries of the past that nobody deals with and that's a capital n-o-b-o-d-y nobody deals with and that is and this is the part that i've been hearing a lot of i've been using the phrase but i've been seeing it in other people's lives here is the phrase that we it's the secret side of injuries of the past and that is filters that we put in place and look at everything else through all right now how many of you know it takes one time for you to touch the stove and it's hot for you to know i don't even I, if i see it's orange or i see the knob turned i'm not touching it that's a filter put in place isn't it you, you don't need to learn that lesson again but here's the thing when it comes to dealing with other people now i want you to catch this because this is the part that's important when it comes to dealing with other people you can't put a filter on everybody else you meet. There may be people that have similar characteristics of somebody else, but that doesn't mean they are that person. Now, I say it all the time. I am 6'5 with a black beard and a deep voice, and I look like Bluto from Popeye. I know that. <laughs> I get it. 
When I went to Brazil on a missions trip, they called me that. They put it on the screen and introduced me that way. And I all thought it was hilarious. And it was. It was cute. It was a youth conference. I didn't care. But here's the thing that what they really don't understand is that they're actually equating me with the villain. The bad guy who all but, excuse me, rapes olive oil. <laughs> That's not a guy that I really like to be likened to. But guess what? I, it happens. People look at me and they go, that's a bad guy right there. That's a hateful man. That's a mean old guy right there. Why? Because I look like the villain. I do. I know I do. They're all stunningly handsome. You can't help it. Okay? But, but my point is, is they all, listen, people's past experiences put filters in place and we automatically size everybody else up to the filter that we put in place. Now listen, God's talking to the children of Israel here because he's trying to do something new for them and they're looking at what he wants to do through something good. Well, just think about how powerful the good and the bad filters are in our life. Because if the good can hold it back, the blessings of God and the new thing God wants to do, how much more is the bad going to do that? And I'm going to tell you something right now. Some of you are sitting in here and God has been so trying to do something new in your life and it is rocking your world and you're looking through it through the field. Well, the last time I felt this way, it meant this. Well, the last time somebody said that to me, it meant this. The last time I went to a church where they did that, it meant they were going to do this. The last time I came home and my husband was doing this, it meant that he was doing this. And we fought for six weeks after that. You know what I'm talking about? And what we don't understand is we are not out and we have not forgotten our past just because it doesn't hurt anymore. Listen, we are all looking at life through a pair of sunglasses. Now, these are purple, okay? When I look at things that are white, they don't look white to me. They look a little off-white. They look a, you know, a little bluish tint, light, light blue. And you know what? Somebody can come and tell me all day long, Brother Brent, you know, uh, what do you think of my white shirt? And I could say, well, it's a real nice light blue. What? What do you mean? It's not light blue. It's white. And, I, and if I don't realize I'm wearing these, and I look and I go, uh-uh, no, I don't see it. Mm -mm. That's light blue. And then they go, well, we need to pray for you. You better get closer to God because there's something wrong with your vision. You can't see. And I go, Okay, well, Lord, touch my eyes. Nope, that's, that's light blue. And then they go, you need to work harder. You need to try harder. You need to do more. Oh, you need to really, really, listen, let's recalibrate your, this is white. Look at it, it's white. Light blue, I see light blue, I'm sorry. And then I hear a word from God that says, 
Son, you need to let go and remember not the former things. All right, and I go, okay. And I stop hurting, but then I stop there. I still don't know these are here because I haven't dealt with these. I'm, I'm, hurt, I'm not hurting anymore. I can function in daily life. I can, oh, I can, I can, I can go and shake hands and be nice with people. I can actually even be in the same room with them. Might be able to be all right. Somebody can bring it up in conversation. I'm, I'm okay, okay. But if somebody else does anything remotely similar to that, I am going to kill them. I am going to cut. Oh, you don't even want to mess with me. I got to separate myself from them. Why? Because we ain't over our past. We're still looking through the filter. Now let me tell you what the word remember not means. Obviously it means to not bring back to your mind. That's the first thing. But then it also means to not mention ever again. Let me read it to you. I want to make sure I get it right. To not bring back to your mind. Not to keep mentioning it. Now here it is. Not to keep loaded in the front of your thoughts and actions. Now, we might be able to go all day without thinking about it. But our actions are saying otherwise. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There is so much God's wanting to do in you. There is so much God's wanting to do with you. There is so much God's wanting to do for you. That you have to get past the filter and start looking at it for what it really is. A real move of God. It is the real power of God. It is the real things of God that you've heard other people talk about. And they just don't talk about all the challenges and struggles it took them to get there. Nobody knew. You know, the time when Brother Hagin used to tell everybody, you know, I haven't had a headache since 1957. Nobody, nobody hardly heard the other side of the story, but I've had a lot of marvelous opportunities where I could. What did that mean? His head was hurting, but he just decided I ain't accepting it. But most everybody be like, oh, I don't get headaches. I don't, I don't have headaches. And, and, and it's like, he didn't say that. He's saying, I don't get headaches, meaning a positive confession for my life. I am confessing I am not going to get a headache. But your head's hurting. I don't receive it. I'm going to fight this. Well, but he didn't take an aspirin or anything. So it didn't mean his head wasn't hurting. Now, what, what does that have to do with anything? We got to get on with, with what, beyond this surface thing that we, we the surface Christianity, this surface, oh, it's got to be this way or else. No, it doesn't. God's wanting to do something new in your life, and you got to stop comparing it to what you think it's supposed to be. You've got you've to move past the filter you have on your life. You've got to move past what you think it's going to be and start listening to who knows how it's going to be. And that means you're going to have to forget some things in your past. Stop bringing them up. Stop loading them in the front of your mind. And that means this. If you're injured, you need healing. You do. When I prayed for this young lady in my vision, and I laid my hands on her, that was the first thing I said. I'm praying for healing for this young lady who's been injured by her past 
so that her filter can be removed completely. It's amazing to me to sit and watch people sometimes talk to, to people and they and they and they they, they 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 hear one word that sounds like a conversation from somebody else and they immediately turn sour. You don't know them. What happened? Your filter reared up. You need healed. You need healed. Your filter rears up at work. Somebody says something you don't like. Immediately you're there. Your filter. Somebody does something that maybe when you were a kid, somebody that took advantage of you or hurt you or something, and they do something that's in a similar voice inflection or whatever, you're immediately there again. Your filter goes up. This morning, I want to minister to you. If you're injured from your past to the point where you realize God can't do something else new in your life because you keep stopping and because it looks like you're going down a path you don't want to go down. I want to minister to you. Listen, David didn't say, yea, though I skip through the valley of gumdrops and rainbows. He said, yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Now, I'm quite sure after you go through the valley of the shadow of death one time, the next time God leads you by there, you're like, are we really going in there? Heck no! But what's on the other side of the valley of the shadow of death? The peaceful still waters, the green um, pastures, the place where he restores your soul. There's people in this room right now, this morning, who have injuries from their past. Come to the keyboard, please. Injuries from your past that have caused your filter to be so clouded and so locked in place, and you don't even realize it's there because you don't hurt anymore. You're not crying anymore. You're not sitting there eating a gallon of Rocky Road ice cream with 10 boxes of tissues anymore. That's not happening. But your filter is keeping you locked in place, and God can't do something new in your life. God can't do, take you to the new level. God can't heal you, take you, and use you in ways that you've got. God, why can't you use me? Because he's trying to say, go down this street right here. I don't want to go down that street. I know who lives down there. Filter. God, why won't you use me? First person that cuts you off in traffic, the middle finger comes out and you start screaming. What happened? Filter. God, why don't you use me? First chance you got to do the right thing. Uh, nobody's looking. It's filter. It's okay. Filter. You need to get you healed this morning so that you can stop looking at all this potential in front of you and go, okay. And it's amazing when you take those sunglasses off, well, I'll be daggone, it is white. <laughs> that shirt really was white the whole time. If you get your filter out of the way and stop filtering through your past experiences, you'll start seeing the things of God in such a clearer, brighter, more vibrant way, and you'll go, oh, my God, how did I get this far without that? Oh, my God, how have I not been able to do what you're... How, how has that not happened to me? When you get your filter out of the way and you're able to minister to somebody else and touch their heart, and then you go, my God, I don't know why I was so scared to ever do that. Seriously, I mean, 
Remember the first time you ever witnessed to somebody how nervous she was? You Why? Filter. First time you prayed for the sick? Filter. Nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to do this because somebody told me to do it. Filter. Filter's got to go. We're getting rid of them this morning. Amen? Heads bowed, eyes closed. There's a lot of people in this room right now fighting this filter. Fighting it. It's locked tightly in place, and God's called you, put opportunity in front of you, given you chances to do some things, and you have passed on it because it looks like something else. And if that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you to be real bold. I'm going to ask you to slide out of your seat and come down here. Line up across the front. Let me minister to you, please. Come on, don't wait. Don't let your filter hold you in place. Don't let your filter keep you there. Don't let your filter of what somebody did to you hold you in place. Don't let your filter of the past church that you went to where they got weird and flaky hold you in place. Don't let the filter of things that happened before this hold you there anymore. The filter is coming off today. And you're going to be able to look at the things of God in a brighter way. In a greater way. And you're going to see all the things that you just thought, thought were a certain color. You'll see them for what they really are. You're going to be able to see things that, that, that God wanted to do in your life. You'll be able to see them for what they are. A bright, shining present from the Lord God Almighty. I'm so, I mean, I'm so excited to hear what's going to happen on the flip side of this because there's some people that can't even read the Bible because their filter's locked in place and the filter tells them this is boring. It's irrelevant. I can't read it. That's a filter. I can't wait because some people, the filter's going to come off today and they're going to read the Bible for the first time and the, the words are going to jump off the page and they're going to be like, holy smokes, it's real, it's alive. Some people are going to have the filter removed today and when they pray, they're actually going to be able to hear the voice of God because the filter of, well, you can't hear from God. You need somebody to hear him for you is going to come off. They're going to be able to hear and experience it this morning. <laughs> it's going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome and I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear these testimonies. Y'all just bow your heads. Close your eyes. Father, shoo, uh, so grateful so grateful and Lord we know that you desire to free us you desire for us to walk in freedom today and Lord I pray today as we go to minister the anointing I pray that these filters are ripped off destroyed, dug in the ground, buried, and never be dug up again. Lord, that they're just like a pair of sunglasses rolled over by a car, and they're crushed into a million little pieces that they couldn't put them back together if they tried. And the way that they look at life, 
And the way they look at challenges. And the way they look at church. And the way they look at God. And the way they look at everything. for Relationships with each other. Relationships with other Christians. Relationships, Lord, will be changed from this point on today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.